This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've been talking about supply chain issues, you know, supply and demand, driving the price of a lot of things up. Uh, I don't know if I, if I like this. Apparently there's a shortage right now of exorcists. <laughs> Were they coming from overseas? What's happening here? The Vatican has official exorcists and apparently they're heading towards burnout. They're getting burnt out because there's so many demons that they've been exercising, that they've been uh, performing the, the ritual 50 times a day in some cases. So this is still happening. I thought this was like, I thought this was gone. I, I don't like thinking about it, but apparently it is happening. Hmm. According to a survey, some priests attend as many uh, as 30 to 50 exorcisms every day. What is that, drive through exorcism? <laughs> I know. That's like... That's the like, power crisis about you! That's like <laughs> more exorcisms than patients a chiropractor can see in a day. <laughs> <laughs> They're spending a lot of the day on the golf course. These exorcists, you know them. Oh yeah, uh, there's a uh, one in one of these exorcists, Father Bernardi, Giuseppe Bernardi. He tells the Times of London that he recently was at an exorcism. There was a young woman hysterical, jumping over pews at a church during confession, physically assaulting monks, and spewing insults in foreign languages, including Latin. Okay, that is, if that is true, that's weird, but are we sure this is true? Because that does sound like a demon. According to Father Giuseppe Bernardi, <laughs> it's true. The woman's father thought she had mental issues. Her mother thought she was clearly possessed. So they called in Father Bernardi, and uh, he, he performed the exorcism, which the mother says was successful. Hmm... See, I feel like to ease the burden, maybe we can substitute a couple psychologists in there. You know what I mean? Maybe not. Maybe your first move isn't always call the exorcist. There's other professionals that may be able to handle this and ease the burden. <laughs> that would have been a great threat. <laughs> your, your mom, when you're misbehaving, I'm going to call the exorcist. Oh, no. <laughs> Jim, get off of that church pew or I'm calling the exorcist again. One more word of Latin and it's the exorcist for you. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Taz and Jim kudos. Kudos. To Hamilton Bulldog stud Mason McTavish, the hero of Team Canada for the World Junior Tournament. I just want to say thank you, Mason McTavish, for knocking the finish down a peg. <laughs> you don't like the fins? I, uh, you know, the more I read about them. <laughs> <laughs> There's two things I hate in this world. Ignorance and the fins. People who aren't tolerant of others' cultures and the finish. No, no, it's just uh, the more I read about the Finns, the more I'm jealous of them. Finland, like four or five years running, has been named the happiest place on Earth. Yeah, I have heard that. There's many uh, polls that say the most attractive people in the world live in Finland. Hmm. And have you seen the Prime Minister of Finland? She is the youngest serving state leader... And at age 34, the youngest prime minister in Finland's history. Mm, impressive. Her name is Sanna Marin. Mm -hmm. Sanna Marin. 
but she is involved in a bit of a scandal right now over there. Mm-hmm. I have seen these videos. She was dancing. <laughs> How dare she? Yeah, it all seemed like a lot of pearl clutching. Uh, her having fun. Like, I don't know. It looks like they're almost like videoing a video for TikTok. Like, they've set it down on a table and her and a bunch of people are dancing around it. Having a, a party. party. Yeah, is the party at, at the Prime Minister's residence? Is that the controversy here? I, I it's, it's at the official residence, apparently. So I think that's taxpayer funded. I think it would be like Sussex yeah. Drive or the White House, I guess. Where yeah, they I live, pulled it right? up here on, on Wikipedia and the Prime Minister's uh, official residence is paid for by the government. Yeah. So are people mad that she had friends over well, and they were dancing around the living room on a Saturday night? I think I think that's part of it. You know, when anybody sees anything, they get upset. So a lot of people are throwing it out there. Oh, she must be on drugs. Look at how she's dancing. That's just like obviously a jump to conclusion. So a lot of people defended her because, yeah, why can't you have a little fun? Even if it is the prime minister's office, that makes me a little more uncomfortable, to be honest. The, but the, but the older I get, I do get jealous when I see young, attractive people having fun. Because I know that, well, I was never that attractive, but I'm definitely not young anymore, and my window is closed. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so you want to curse the prime minister for having fun. Here, here is one problem. There is a certain level of professionalism. I'm not, a, I'm not a stick in the mud by any stretch of the imagination. There's a little bit of professionalism, I think, that you should have when you're throwing parties inside the official Some residence. decorum? Some decorum. Now, here's a picture that was posted. It has since been deleted, and it appeared on the account of the model and influencer Sabina Sarka. Now, it's two... So this is a friend of the prime minister. Yeah. She's a model. The now, Prime Minister looks like she could also be a model. Yeah, she's she's a beautiful lady. Um, now, this is them uh, pulling their shirts up, uh, topless. Now, they have like a placard that says Finland on it covering the one lady's chest, and they're making out. Now, I got no problem with the picture at all. Uh-huh. But, I mean, there has to be a and reasonable that, expectation. Is that, that in the Prime Minister's was. residence as well? And she has apologized for that. I do think that's inappropriate. There has to be a land uh, a line. There, has, there should be a standard for, okay. for what's acceptable. I have no problem with two females kissing or showing their top. But I mean, when you're taking pictures and posting them, it is kind of What if the prime minister was at the model's house and the model was doing that in I got no house. problem with it. Got no problem with it. But in a taxpayer-funded uh, uh, building, I think there should be a little bit of respect. And like, you know, it's part of the job. You can go have yeah. fun, but you know, here, you know, there, there should be a line. Is, Not only she should be fired, but just don't do it again and stop. Is like, she allowed to take a shower naked in her in the residence or with like? Sh- where, come on, <laughs> where do you draw come the on. line? Is she live streaming her shower? Then no, then, then it's inappropriate. Is she showering? Obviously, but I mean, come on. Like, does the prime minister's office have to be the? T- if Justin Trudeau was having a party and people were half naked, you'd be like, listen, it looks yeah. like a fun time, but grow up. Uh, if any politician. If, imagine if Donald Trump threw a party at the White House and there was two topless women holding Make America Great Again signs over their chest. I'm sure the same people defending the Finland Prime Minister would have a massive problem with right. that. I'm just glad we beat them in the World Junior Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they have way too much fun over there in Finland. Since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. From Ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall. That deaf, dumb, blind kid sure plays a mean pinball. Welcome to the Singing Bee! Number one song on iTunes right now, Evanescence Bring Me to Life, came out back in 2003, was a huge 
smash back then, and the universe has come together to give, uh, bring me to life another life. It is, it's back up on, on top of the charts. And we've got some Taz and Jim listeners who think they can sing that song. Let's go. <laughs> Mention that uh, when this song came out, you'd go into karaoke bars, and if, uh, if you didn't hear someone butcher this song, then they obviously didn't have it. <laughs> Everyone was trying to sing like Evanescence. Uh, up first, we got Jason. How are you, Jason? Hey, how you going? How you doing, guys? Good. Good. Are you ready to go? So we're going to play a little uh, bit of Evanescence. When it stops, you got to keep singing, okay? You got her. Good luck. How can you see into my eyes like open doors? Leading you down into my core. Will I become so numb? Do 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 do. Without a soul, spirit, sleep a cold, and tell you find it there and lead it back home. Wake me up, wake me up inside. Okay, wake up. yeah, you had it for a second there. Yeah, had was it for a second. Enjoying that. Yeah, he was both singing. Vocals, backup <laughs> vocals, and doing the instruments with his voice. But he kind of lost the tune of the song yeah, completely. But, you know, he was working it. Nancy thinks she has this. Are you ready, Nancy? Yes, I am. Okay, good luck. How can you see into my eyes like open doors? Without a soul, my spirit's sleeping somewhere cold until you find it there and lead it back home. Wake me up inside. Wake me up inside. Call my name and She did pretty good. Mitchell, are you ready to try this? Yeah, ready Uh-oh. to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Evanescence, bring me to life. How can you see into my eyes like open doors? Leading you down into my core. Where I become so numb With a soul My spirit sleeping somewhere cold Till you find it I think I've proven my point here (laughs) (laughs) It just sounded like he was leaving a crying voicemail (laughs) And a tribute for his (laughs) ex-girlfriend Honey, I love you Remember our song? Can't wake up. Wake me up inside. <laughs> I need you, boo. 
<laughs> a testament to Evanescence. Not an easy song to sing. Jim, who is the best there, would you say? I think contestant number two we got to go with. Nancy, congratulations. Hey. You're getting $100 in Lotto 649 tickets, okay? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, why don't you here? Let's get you to sing us out here. Let's uh, let's give you another little sample of the song. Wake me up There have been rumors swirling that Pearson Airport has been looking to add cannabis dispensaries and gambling <laughs> at the okay. airport in an effort to boost revenue streams. Over the pandemic, they lost around $700 million in revenue, which well, so, is a lot. So this isn't a public relations fix to keep people happy. This is just to make more money. To calm people down. I thought it was like a, hey, sorry about how your flights lay for six hours every time now. Smoke this joint. Yeah. <laughs> and play some roulette. It might be a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, you, you, got, uh, you got some time to pass with flights being canceled, etc. We've heard that things aren't running as smoothly as they should mm-hmm. at times at Pearson. So, uh, yeah, you know, I like to play cards, Jim. Sure. I wouldn't mind... Uh, Snuggling up to a blackjack table while I wait for my flight to arrive. <laughs> you sure? Maybe you could handle it, but I feel like there'd be a lot of guys who would blow $800 before they even got to Mexico. Like they just showed up at the airport, there goes their budget, turn around and go home. Yeah, you got all your spending cash on you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just all in an envelope. Foreign currency. <laughs> yeah. Ready to be lost. Yeah. Oh, what is this? Nine million pesos? <laughs> I don't know how much that is. <laughs> all in. <laughs> Give me that much. The, uh, the Greater Toronto Airport's authority said it has no plans to open a retail cannabis store and it's not investigating any gambling opportunities at the airport. Hmm. But it is looking into ways to generate new revenue. I mean, for now, but if it's a legal product, they're already selling booze there and cigarettes. Like, you can buy a carton of cigarettes for the cheapest price you can find anywhere. Sure. So, I mean, cannabis is probably happening sometime soon. What about international flights, though? You couldn't, because there's a mm. lot of countries that you'd be flying to where that stuff is still illegal. Very true. That so complicates things think it would be a customs nightmare if you're selling weed at the airport there are select countries you can't fly into with alcohol as well not as many as still ban cannabis but yeah probably wouldn't be worth their time sounds like more of a headache than it'd be worth yeah especially if you're mainly flying into the states Vegas has the slot machines at the airport. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, boy. So you, it's hard to blow a ton of money at those, so that's a little more reasonable. Yeah, Depends how long you're there hard. for, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If you're sitting at it for two hours. Well, the thing is, too, you get to the airport, if you're leaving Vegas with money, if you're leaving Vegas even, mm. you're a winner. Yeah, yeah. Right? Count your like, chickens. Well, you get, get to the there. airport, and you're looking to kill some time because you have a delay. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I don't think gambling at the airport is the best idea. It's already very tense. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? People are already very mad a lot. Yeah, imagine you just lost five grand. Mm. How you'd feel. And you're high as a kite. (laughs) (laughs) What they should have, they should have virtual reality. 
Or okay. sleeping pods or something like that. You charge 10 bucks, you can sleep if your flight's delayed. Because you can't go anywhere when your flight's delayed. Uh-huh. I would you, like to take a nap. You end up sleeping on the floor or yeah. some of those hard benches. So you think like comfortable sleeping pods. Yeah, I think that I think I I would rent one for if I was there for four hours. You could put twenty bucks in or something like that, and you could have a little privacy. Not a terrible idea. What do you guys think? Let's do a little brainstorm here for Pearson Airport. What other revenue streams could they utilize? What would you like to see at the airport while you're waiting for your flight? This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hey, yesterday, Jim, I went to a big bender. A big bender. Oh yeah. Just a banging party. On a Tuesday? You know it. What was it? It was our good friend Nolsey, who runs the Pierside Pub in Port Stanley. His daughter, uh, Bryce's eighth birthday. And that was a banger. Oh, was it ever. Uh, two ice cream cakes. <laughs> I took my kids with me. Now, dude, it, you don't understand. You're not in this world yet. I almost feel like children's birthday parties... It's not as much about the child as it is a competition between parents to outdo each other. Hmm. How so? Nolsey had live children's entertainment, a guy playing acoustic guitar doing uh, kids' songs, <laughs> balloon animals afterwards, Whoa. cotton candy machine, snow cones, uh, there was chips, french fries, chicken fingers, tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bender. Uh, limo pulls up. Who gets what? out of the limo and walks into the party? Birthday girl? One of no. One of the biggest celebrities in the world. Who showed up at this party? Who? Santa Claus. What? In summer? It's the best time to get him. I mean, he's busy uh, closer to the 25th True. of December. He's got some spare time. Yeah, you Cheaper. get a, you get a reduced rate <laughs> on. Personal appearances from Santa <laughs> in the summer, <laughs> but it was sparks are flying from the. Uh, the, the it was the over sleigh. the top. I had uh, I had obviously my son Grayson, who's uh, almost six, with me, and my daughter Amelia was just they were flying high from mm -hmm. all that sugar, loving life. Oh, a cooler full of pop and Gatorade. They were oh, just dipping boy. into that. Uh, dude, kids can drink like six pops. If they if they can get away with it, they'll keep going back to the well and grabbing another one. Yeah. I remember my nephew was at a party at our place one time, and we figured out that he had drank like four iced teas, and he was just <laughs> swapping the can out so no one would notice. <laughs> but I found like three empties behind the garage. Uh-oh. <laughs> hidden stash. Sign of things to come when he's a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was sensory overload for the kids last night, dancing and screaming. Mm. And the problem is, Amelia, my daughter, turns three this weekend, and we're having a party at our place. Uh-oh. Better get the Easter bunny. Thank goodness none of the kids that were at that party last night are coming to Amelia's party. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a loser. Oh, yeah. What is this? This isn't a birthday party. I feel like an eight-year-old may remember a birthday party. A three-year-old probably won't, so you don't have to go. Not that you had to go all out for an eight-year-old anyway, but for sure, definitely don't go all out for a three-year-old. Yeah. Unless it, you want to show off like Nolsey. It, it's tough, man. It's tough keeping up with the Joneses here. It's like the Sweet 16. Remember the Sweet 16 show that was on MTV? Oh, where yeah. Kids were getting like Lamborghinis mm -hmm. and... 
Diddy was playing their party, and it was all just uh, the worst people ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. That's don't my that excuse. Guy. That's yeah. my excuse. I don't. I don't want my child to be one of those spoiled sweet 16 kids yeah so instead of a gift amelia a donation has been made in your name (laughs) (laughs) well that is one thing uh bryce and she said this she said i don't want any presents that's pretty mature for an Mm eight-year-old and she actually was getting upset because people brought presents she's like mommy i said i didn't want any presents (laughs) i thought that was pretty cool wow Good problem to have. Well, it seems like her life is a bit of a present. Yeah, I mean, when you've got <laughs> Santa there, he's the guy. He's got the the inside scoop for all the presents for Christmas. Daddy's got Santa on speed dial. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Uh, I, I don't understand this, but uh, congratulations to Snoop Dogg. We were talking last week. About the big news, he's getting into the breakfast cereal game with Snoop Loops. <laughs> Little animated doggy dog on the box, and mm-hmm. it really does look like a, a children's cereal. And he's not stopping there. Apparently, now Snoop Dogg is uh, coming out with an educational series for kids called Doggy Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be a YouTube specialty, especially uh, YouTube kids. Uh, it's going to be a colorful cast of dogs. Obviously, it's Snoop Dogg, right? So it's going to be Paw Patrol, basically, for Snoop Dogg. Set in a vibrant world where the characters sing, dance, and rap educational songs that teach social, emotional, and cognitive skills for toddlers uh, up to eight years old. In a positive, <laughs> upbeat environment. And an album will be released as well called Doggy Land Kids Songs and Nursery Rhymes. I, I just find this incredible. In this day and age, when people are getting canceled, when stuff from their past surfaces, Snoop Dogg is just completely defying the odds. Have you listened to Snoop Dogg's music? Yeah. From the beginning of his career. <laughs> Some lyrics that I would lose my job to yeah. read over the radio right now. The thing is, you said the word surfaced. The thing he has going for him is it's all out in the open. Right. And it was semi-acceptable at the time. So as long as you don't keep it a secret in your younger years, I guess later in life, you can't get canceled. <laughs> yeah, if you said what Snoop Dogg <laughs> said on vi- on home video in 1994 and it showed up, We'd get fired. Yeah, the drugs, (laughs) you know, the drugs, the uh, first-degree murder charge. Oh, uh, 187 on another undercover cop. Isn't that one of the lines? Couple lyrics that yeah, yeah but it's promote fun. violence against you know, police. But it's fun music. songs. I, they, they've got catchy beats, that's for sure. <laughs> now, and people can evolve. He was uh, he was acquitted on that murder charge, hmm. so okay. I guess that's a positive. But, you know, people can evolve, and Snoop has somehow evolved into a lovable uncle who's working with Martha Stewart, baking up cakes and stuff like... Selling thick life, lighters. Yeah, his life has, has gone the whole spectrum. Right, so I guess the, the, the moral of the story is if you're your true self and you make mistakes early on, as long as you don't pretend those mistakes didn't happen... Or even call them mistakes. Don't call Don't them mistakes. Call them people mistakes. Say, Are you sorry for your lyrics in the past? He said, shut up. No. <laughs> yeah. Then so you can, never you can change, yeah. uh, but if you're pretending to be something you're not, mm-hmm. and people find out, that's when you're in yeah. trouble. And it's more of what you do than what you say. 
Because he like helps like football camps all the times. Like he donates a lot of money, and it, I I do believe that he uh, has a soft spot for the youth, and he does like donate a lot of money in time. Sure. And by the way, have you heard the bangers on this new on the Doggy Land uh, album? It, you know, it could be worse. Doggy Land, yeah! Wow! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, pups. It's time to roll. Let's find a seat. High five. Come on. We got blocks a lot. Yap, yap, and rags all aboard the bus. Let's head to class. Oh, no. Killer sample. I hope you for the Listen, my kids will love it. My daughter would watch this for hours on YouTube. Is that a good beat? It is missing kind of a Snoop freestyle rap verse, I would say. I just find it remarkable what he has been able to do from Doggy Style, <laughs> an album I listened to over and over again when I was in high school, yeah. to kids' serials and cartoons. What a journey for Snoop Dogg. A tinge of cringe. Yes, this is a new feature called A Tinge of Cringe. There's a lot of videos that go viral online that give you the heebie-jeebies, just make you kind of make that noise. You know what I'm saying, Jim? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The shiver. (laughs) Gives you the gross shiver. Mm -hmm. This might be one of them. Controversial. Some people loving this. Other people saying it is absolutely repulsive. Uh, Did you see the Yankees fan who made a hot dog straw for his beer at a Yankees game recently? No. What? So he takes a hot dog wiener and he, he uses a plastic straw, sticks that through the wiener at the end to hollow it out. Like take, you yeah, understand I'm what I'm saying? You so far. He's coring the wiener. He cores the hot dog wiener and then puts it into his beer and uses the hot dog wiener as a straw. And seemingly in the video, he's unaware that another fan is videotaping him. So, so he had a straw. <laughs> <laughs> and he used that. He used that to hollow Holy. out a hot dog wiener. Because, yeah, okay, because I, I could see it if it was something. Some people just like sucking on beef, I guess. Well, that's the thing. It's awfully phallic to be. You have to be very comfortable with who you are to be doing that in public for a hey, long time. People are going to judge. Listen, John Cougar Mellencamp, he always enjoyed sucking on a chili dog outside <laughs> the Tasty Freeze. See, I love See, I love a hot dog and beer. I love the way it tastes. You like, like the combo. combo. But I think filtered through the hot dog can't taste good. I've done the, um, like, it, when I was younger... You'd get a licorice, a Twizzlers, and mm-hmm. you'd bite the end off the Twizzlers each end, and then you'd use that to drink a pop or a milkshake just totally. to maximize your sugar intake <laughs> as a little hyperactive child. Yeah, yeah. But this was a grown man or a kid? This is a grown man. Did he eat the hot dog after? You would think so. And that would be fun because it would get you kind of drunk. There'd be like a certain alcohol content in there. Yeah, kind of like when you fill a a watermelon full of vodka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little beer residue in your in your wiener. Hmm. What do you do with the bun? Just eat that because that's like that seems like a waste of a bun. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, the bun is not involved in this video. Again, some people are saying it's a great idea. Other people saying that he should have been kicked out of the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on Caesar Sunday. 
Oh yeah, put not it in with the garnish, kind of. Yeah, because I know, like a pepperoni stick. If you could hollow that thing out and use it as a straw. Oh yeah, that might work. And and also, they are banning plastic straws, and paper straws are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. The paper straw gets too soggy, so he has to use a hot dog. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We were talking earlier about Pearson Airport. You may have seen some headlines that Pearson is looking into uh, offering gambling and cannabis dispensaries as you're waiting for your flight. Uh, an article from the CBC saying that is not the case. Statement put out by the Greater Toronto Airport's authority said it has no plans to open retail cannabis stores and it is not investigating gambling opportunities at the airport. But they are looking for additional revenue streams because they lost a ton of money during the pandemic. So we posted the, uh, the question on the Taz and Jim Facebook page earlier on said what would you like to see what what uh, features do you think the airport could have that uh, would make your experience more enjoyable and not surprisingly jim a lot of similar answers <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, not a surprise at all i'd settle with them not losing your luggage uh how about flights taking off on time keith says forget the frills just staff the airport so it'll run efficiently Oh, wait, here's somebody who does like the, the casino thing. Every time I go to Pearson, it's a gamble that they'll lose my luggage. <laughs> okay. Wait, here's actually a good one. I suspect massages would do well, especially feet and neck. Mm-hmm. I have seen those chairs you can sit in. The I, yeah. I call them torture chairs. They don't really feel that good, but those uh, leather you, you lazy You put your boys. face in the, in the ring and you're just... I feel awkward, though. I don't feel like I can relax because a lot of times you're visible to the rest of the the airport if mm-hmm. you're sitting in one of those things you oh, know yeah. what i mean people are watching you cuz yeah it makes noise and yeah and the massage chair same thing people are you're sitting in that thing you're trying to relax and people are walking by dragging their suitcases <laughs> yeah. it's just awkward and you've got two cucumbers over your eyes or whatever <laughs> <laughs> trying to relax yeah hmm. How about this one? A poutine or a French fry bar? I mean there's no lack of food in most airports you can stuff your face pretty much every airport you go to you, you got the booze, you got the food. Mm-hmm. That's already a given. I'm all over the booze. They're not saying cannabis or gambling right now. Maybe they're just not ready to announce it, and it is coming. Who knows? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Congratulations again to David Silverberg, Taz and Jim listener, who yesterday got the news that he's going to New York City to see the Retaliators movie. Awesome. Yeah. It's like a uh, horror revenge film full of rock and roll music and rock and roll stars. You got Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach starring in this uh, alongside Tommy Lee, who apparently plays a strip club DJ. So those guys may be on the red carpet with David because he's got hotel accommodation, flights, and two tickets to the red carpet screening of The Retaliators. It would be interesting if he was sitting next to Tommy Lee in the theater. <laughs> Why is that? That used a lot to talk about. Yeah. He's been in the news a little bit lately. Would you bring it up? <laughs> Hopefully he won't. 
<laughs> uh, we do know Tommy Lee uh, still touring, doing the stadium tour with with Motley Crue, of course, his band, uh, Poison, Def Leppard, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Well, they stopped in San Antonio on Sunday, and Tommy finally explained why he decided to post that full frontal selfie on social media. And we called it, Jim. A couple what? weeks ago, we had like a two-week break, and I went on a bender, bro. A bent! And got naked and posted pictures of my <laughs> Tonight, it's equal opportunity night. Tonight, I want to see everyone's My man in the pink shirt, show the whole world that hot dog. <laughs> The wife says no. Divorce. Oh God, Tommy Lee. He just <laughs> wow. Is he still on a bender? Yeah, he he just uh, he doesn't change, does he? Yeah. So he he encouraged, and and this is good, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's good anymore. But um, we were playing the game. Is it longer than Tommy's dong last week on the show? And some people called that sexist. Um. You know, at rock concerts, a lot of times women will lift up their shirts and they'll show their their boobs to the band. Well, mm-hmm. Tommy said he didn't want to see that at the concert on Sunday. He said, instead, equal opportunity, let's get the men to whip their, their junk out mm-hmm. on the big screen and... Guy almost did it, and his wife shut him down there. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is when the when a woman is on the shoulder, she you can lift it up. If your buddy's on your shoulders and he's whipping it out, <laughs> it's, not, it's hitting you in, in the, the back, back of the head. Like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast.